You're listening to The Conservative Conscience. In Washington, politicians are full of half-truths and hot air. The Conservative Conscience is here to help you cut through the rhetoric and noise and explore the politically right way to think about the issues. You'll dive into one of the most insightful conservative minds in America. Conservative Review Senior Editor Daniel Horowitz. And along with co-host Joe Koss, they break down the major issues in Washington. You are now entering The Conservative Conscience. Welcome back to The Conservative Conscience. Cutting through that hot air indeed. Hot air, half-truths, and downright lies. We start a new work week here. On Monday, June the 19th, by the way. And there's really nothing new. It's, it's the same old. It's going to be the same old week. With this administration doing one liberal thing after another and conservatives focused on nonsense, fake fight with the media, more terror attacks in, in Europe, and there's no new insight, no leadership. What we need is leadership. You know, Alexander Hamilton said that those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. And that's what this sad, sorry state of the conservative movement has become. It stands for nothing other than being not the media, not the Democrats. So ironically, it becomes like the media and the Democrats. What am I referring to? So let's kick this off with Friday. Friday was a very slow news day. This whole weekend was kind of, you know, a slow summer weekend. Nothing big happened. But something big actually did happen. And, you know, three days later, the conservative media, conservative organizations are still not talking about it. And that is Trump's amnesty. Trump, uh, the Trump administration, his DHS, the White House announced a full continuation of Obama's amnesty. In other words, that is your amnesty. right? This is not just some sort of a harmful policy that's, I don't know, it's kind of complicated. It, it creates a lot of dependency where you can't really get rid of it right away. This is something that is patently unconstitutional. In fact, there's nothing more unconstitutional than a president unilaterally granting social security cards, granting status to foreign nationals, right? I mean, tyranny is unilaterally usurping power among Americans, but granting affirmative rights to foreign nationals that are here illegally, that pursuant to law must be deported, that is the ultimate violation of sovereignty. That's the ultimate violation of the consent of the governed. Right, Because the most important decision a society will make is who to let in. Who is going to join our society? We have laws governing that. And it's funny that, speaking of Hamilton again, in the Federalist Papers, he uses a case of immigration to decipher a president from a king. He says that a king can uh, make denizens of aliens while a president may confer no privileges, whatever. So there you go. I mean, we all said that this was the most unconstitutional thing imaginable. Trump gets in there and does it, and nobody says anything. I, I feel like I'm walking in the twilight zone here. I feel like I'm Jeremiah walking in the streets, and, you know, hey, do, do you realize what's happening? And it's funny, Mueller, Comey, Russia, this scandal, that thing, this, this dumpster fire, defending this insanity in the administration, all for what? Like I said, it's, it's, it's like that scene in uh, The Longest Day when 
the troops got up the cliffs at Omaha Beach and they didn't see the German guns. And one guy turns turns to, to his friend and says, uh, you mean we did all this for nothing? <laughs> I mean, wh- what are we getting out of this? But anyway, to, to delve further into this amnesty business. So what happened on Friday was really the quintessential example of the distractions, the deceptions that we're seeing from this administration that conservatives are falling for, um, as Hamilton warned, when you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. They're falling for every day. Every day, there's three things that usually happen on a given day since Trump took over. There's some sort of scandal, real or perceived or made up by the media. There's something good on policy and there's something bad on policy, except the thing that's good on policy is usually just a rhetoric, a tweet, a statement, or a ceremonial action that has no meaning to it. And the good thing is on a monumental issue, it is – I'm sorry, the bad thing is on a monumental issue, it is of broad consequence and it's permanent. And this was the perfect example. The headline, you know, sent out by uh, the Trump administration, the White House, you know, they send out these talking points to conservatives. Trump gets rid of DAPA amnesty. And I had to read the thing. I was like, what? Are, are, are you kidding me? Am I missing something here? DAPA never went into effect. That was the one victory we ever had in the courts in, in the first in the district judge in, in Texas and then the Fifth Circuit. And then it was four to four in the Supreme Court. So it upheld the Fifth Circuit's injunction. It never took effect. I never even thought that was in contention that we'd have to focus on whether you got rid of it. So you just got rid of the actual paper. Well, what took five months to do that? I mean, it, it, it was never implemented. But what was implemented was DACA, D-A-C-A. The first Obama amnesty from from 2012, and you know, there's over 800,000 were granted this amnesty, given social security cards, given refundable tax credits, on a path to citizenship one day, and they'll all vote Democrat. That, as we already noted, now some of you might say, "Well, Daniel, you know, whereas most others in the conservative movement don't even know this happened." You guys who listen to the conservative conscience, you read our writings here, you know it was taking place. You might say, well, what what was new about Friday? You're right. I had an article the previous week about the USCIS data showing that Trump granted 125,000 renewals or new issuances of DACA in just the first three months. We don't have the data from you know April, May, and June, just the first three months of this administration, or, or at least the, the first three months of this quarter of this year. Um, the first couple of weeks, I guess you could say, were really under Obama, but they didn't even slow it down. So you're right. We knew that. But on Friday is when they officially said DACA is staying. Now, I know as we're talking today here Monday afternoon, uh, Sean Spicer was asked, asked about this, ironically, by the liberal media, <laughs> not conservatives. And he said, well, it's still up in the air. So, you know, what, what I'm what I often have is that people say, well, Daniel, it didn't say for sure. It's still under debate. And I'm like, dude, that's my point. That's 
now is exactly the time when it looks like he's going to make it permanent, but maybe it wasn't 100% permanent. That is when conservatives need to speak out and grab him by the shirt collar and say, you are betraying your, your most foundational campaign promise. But instead, most conservative media and organizations didn't focus on anything. And to the extent they picked up on the story, they're like, oh, he got rid of Dapa. Awesome. Like, you idiot. There was nothing to get rid of. The real story is that he's continuing. And it's like, well, he got rid of Dapa. Maybe the next is DACA. No, that, that's not equal. Because... Again, like I said, this is not a matter of just a harmful policy that, you know, well, half is okay. And, and again, it's not half because the half that was good wasn't implemented. But this is unconstitutional. We either believe in the Constitution or not. We either believe in sovereignty or not. We either believe in the social compact and the preamble of the Declaration of Independence or we do not. Or to paraphrase Trump during the campaign, we either are a country or we're not. Oh, I'm just going to continue renewing. And again, you know, you don't have to rip it away from people. You just don't renew it. This was Marco Rubio's position of all people. He said in January when asked about it, he said, yeah, you know, I wouldn't strip it from those that have it. But, you know, you just don't renew it. He's renewing it. But, you know, you're not going to hear that on Rush. You're not going to hear it on Sean. I mean, let's talk about Mueller all day. You know, and speaking of all these terror attacks, I mean, these people are not well vetted. That's the reality. Not that not even if they're good people, it doesn't matter. Pursuant to statute, they have to be deported. You, you certainly can't grant them affirmative benefits. But here we are. Th- this is the embodiment of this administration. There's always a lollipop to, to throw out. Hey, look, uh, he did something on religious liberty. And meanwhile, as the ACLU said... Hey, we don't even have any objection here because there's no discernible policy outcome. Oh, man, look at Trump's tweet against Cutter. Oh, whoops. Tillerson is uh, um, kissing up to Cutter now, and actually they're continuing weapon sales to them while also selling weapons to the Saudis, too, by the way. Oh, man, look at that. Trump said we need to put America first and rebuild America, not nation build the world. Well, he just dispatched Jared Kushner and Jason Greenblatt um, to what they call the Palestinian territories to engage in the mo- the ultimate nation-building c- quest, which is uh, creating a new Arab terror state that's going to make all the other ones look like a bunch of Girl Scouts. Oh, and by the way, we shot down a Syrian plane, and the Russians are now saying that they're going to treat that as an act of war. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not one of these that thinks we should kiss up to Russia and cower in the corner from Russia, but... If we're going to get into a fight with Russia, let it be over substance. Let it be over fighting Iran. Let it be over, you know, going after China. I mean, the Syrian civil war, really? I mean, the, the Al-Qaeda Syrian um, rebels, the, 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 that's what we're going to get into a war with Russia over? This is exactly, I mean, Trump literally addressed this during the campaign, this point. Um, get us into a shooting war with Russia over over nonsense. And by the way, you know I've I've put out articles on this before where there are video clips of our special forces going on the ground there and some of these so-called rebels calling for their beheading. This is what we're fighting for. But again, this is stuff you won't read anywhere. You won't hear in the conservative media. You won't hear from conservative organizations. You're just going to hear all the all the look all that great tweeting he did. 
But again, the tweeting is divorced from the policy outcomes. But there's always a distraction, always something to distract our guys from. It just, it, it drives me nuts. Where social engineering Islamic nation building abroad while bringing the threat to our home. Still no conservatives are talking about the fact that the State Department is processing the, Austra- the refugees that Australia rejected and Obama agreed to take in. But, you know, Trump could overturn that. But I, I want to go back to this amnesty thing. This is, an, this is the single biggest act of betrayal. Trump got up there in Arizona, in Phoenix, that Seminole speech, to it, which was a great speech, August 31st, 2016. And he said, we are going to immediately get rid of both of his amnesties. And he, and he also said in that speech that Arizona has a special place in his heart. Guess who's going to get screwed by Trump now? I'll link to in the show notes to my pieces on this, but I have about five, six points on this amnesty, why it's worse than you think. And one of the things is with the courts. Think about this. While the courts are laying waste to Trump's own immigration order, which is lawful, Trump is upholding Obama's immigration order. I mean, how humiliating is that? You know, there was this slur that was used by a lot of Trump supporters during the primaries last year called a cuckservative. I didn't know what that means, but let me tell you, this is a dictionary definition of it. Sitting idly and, and not just you know, being happy with Obama's amnesty, but downright upholding it while the courts strike down your own. So anyway, the courts are now codifying Obama's amnesty as a statute. So while the courts are ignoring the statutes that, you know, 212F, that gives the president full authority to shut off any form of immigration for any reason – does not have to show any burden of proof for it doesn't say national security it says national interest he doesn't have to write a memo on it he could just do it you know unless congress steps in he could he could do it but no that they 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 ripped up that statute instead they say obama's amnesty which violates statute that is now codified into law So in other words, states like Arizona are now under the gun. They have to issue driver's licenses to illegals, according to the Ninth Circuit, because Trump's keeping it. Another point I make in this article is that Trump's undermining his own agenda. So he's saying he really wants to focus on deporting criminal aliens. Well, guess what? Now that they're keeping Obama's amnesty, what the courts are doing is they're codifying dreamer, so to speak, as a legal distinction into law. So they're saying you can't deport a dreamer, meaning literally something that never passed Congress and is against existing statute, but they're making it law. Say so you cannot unless we have unless there's sufficiently there's sufficient due process and proof that they're a felon. So there was a case in Georgia where a federal district judge said, "Oh no." Well, anyway, let me back up. This woman was uh, she 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 was being deported by the Trump administration. The courts called her a dreamer, and one of the things is she lied to a police officer. I forgot what the case was, but they said – the court said that that's not a felony. Like, well, what do you mean? You could deport anyone for any reason if they're illegal. Well, now that you've codified – if you've codified the DACA policy, the courts are treating it like law. So they're going to undermine even the people that – even the deportations that Trump wants to pursue. So to not 
shut off refugees, to not build the wall, which, by the way, I don't know why people are forgetting that, to not undo the Iran deal, the budget betrayal, the debt ceiling betrayal that's underway, the, oh, but not, not repealing Obamacare. That's a whole other story. I don't know if we're going to have time to get to. And then now, Obama's amnesty? I mean, what, what is going on here? But again, what's more shocking than Trump violating his campaign promises is the fact that the conservative, whatever you want to call it, click-servative apparatus doesn't care. Let's talk about Mueller all day, impeachment. At some point, you have to ask yourself, for what are you defending him? Meaning, the idea is, why do you defend so-called your side, even when they do things that are kind of crazy? Well, you know, we're getting this, we're getting that, we're getting what we want on immigration, we're getting what we want on foreign policy, so we have to preserve that status. I'm not defending that. I'm not saying we should be intellectually dishonest and defend indefensible just to get our policies. I'm just saying I could at least understand it. But we're getting nothing here. And it's actually worse when it's done under your your flag than under Obama's flag because we look like fools. I mean, the media was making fun out of this, and rightfully so. Like, oh, this is unconstitutional. So how do you keep it for even a day? And now you're saying, oh, I don't know. We need to worry about the dreamers. We look like a bunch of – see, this is, this is what people can't stand, the inconsistency. So – this is the big news that we're starting off this week with, and uh, I don't know. But anyway, this is why you got to get CRTV. Mark Levin will talk about this, um, the only one. So you do need to get CRTV, promo code Horowitz, get 10 bucks off, 89 bucks a year for all of our content. There's so much content. I, I honestly can't keep up with it, so there's there's more than you ever want. Don't listen to the click-servative media Um you know, th- this is the new media where – and like I said, when you don't stand for anything, you fall for everything. Every week, there should be a, a movement out there utilizing our control of three branches of government. And you see this in my writing, calling the plays, calling the balls and strikes. Here's what we should be doing. Here's what we shouldn't be doing. I, I'll link to this in the show notes. Um, I literally have an article, do's and don'ts in the Middle East. I have a whole infograph that are uh, – our graphics buddy here, Mark Gorman on staff, uh, was nice enough to mock up for me very quickly just to accompany my post. But we've been doing this. We have my piece from Friday I'm going to link to in our show notes. What better time after the Scalise shooting in light of all the terror problems both here and in Europe to push for national right to carry? Uh, national carry reciprocity legislation. It's a it's a issue that unites all Republicans. It divides Democrats. There's a bunch of red state Democrats up in the Senate this cycle that are going to have a hard time opposing it. Change the subject. You're, you're worried about impeachment and Mueller and Comey. <laughs> Believe me, you bring this legislation to the floor. We're, we're no longer going to be talking about that. Why is there no forward-looking agenda laying out what we believe in? We've laid out dozens upon dozens of ideas, specific legislation, specific ideas. What is going on here? Why is there no initiative? Why, why does our entire party and movement act like a bunch of betas? Oh, the media. I mean, 
again, it's, it's like having a boxing fight and you get heckled by the audience and you leave the boxing fight and you go into the audience and start punching. I mean, you're, you're not going to win that. You don't get points for that. The reality is they're not in, in, in the ring. The best way to defeat your opponent and the hecklers is by defeating your opponent. Knock him out. <laughs> and then you silence the hecklers. I mean, that, that, that the bottom line is, as, as much as the media does have influence, much to our chagrin, they, they are, they're, they're horrendous. Um, I mean, you should have seen the BBC's headlines about Israel. Um, you know, Israel, uh, an Israeli policewoman was stabbed to death by a terrorist. And, you know, um, the, the media literally, the BBC literally said, you know, Israel attacks three Palestinians. I mean, yeah, they're detestable, these people. But there's nothing we can do about them other than defeat them in the realm of ideas and actually get our agenda. And we control the branches of government. But yet the sad thing is we don't really control it. You know, Jason Chaffetz, and I'm not, you you know, I'm not a big fan of his for a number of reasons, but putting that aside, he is the outgoing chairman of the OGR committee, the House Oversight Government Reform Committee. This is the committee that oversees oversight of the executive branch you know all the scandals and everything subpoenaing subpoenaing documents and you know he said he's leaving he's so he's retiring in middle of his term he's 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 had enough and um i'm just quoting for you from you for you from this article Uh, our buddy chris pandelfo did a write-up on this i'll link to it the reality is, sadly, I don't see much difference between the Trump administration and the Obama administration. In many ways, it's almost worse because we're getting nothing. And that's terribly frustrating. And with all due... Yeah, where is this? See, We have everything from the Clinton email investigation, which is really one of the critical things. There was an investigation into the IRS and one that was more than seven years old and fast and furious. I mean, we have been in court trying to pry those documents out of the DOJ. And still to this day, they will not give us those documents. So it's funny. A lot of people are saying Trump should fight back and, and, you know, really dig up the Hillary investigation. Well, it's funny. I mean, Congress is trying to do it and they they won't they're not cooperating. It's just they uh, there's just so much incompetence there. You need leadership. This is the point. You can't just have a guy that tweets a couple of things during during, you know, part of an election that you like if the guy's a dumpster fire. It's going to hurt you. It's going to come back to bite you. We warned about this. We're all trying to make the best out of, uh, of this now and try to you know, call some plays that we can make. And I think there are a lot of plays we can make. But that's the thing. They won't even cooperate with friendly oversight. So there's that. It's on and on and on. You know, you have the military, we said. A lot going on. One of the things going on this week, I'll just, I'll just give you a great example. Uh, you, you know, because there's not a lot going on. Ironically, there's not a lot going on in Congress now. You know, we thought this June would be brutal. I've been taking it a relatively easier. I know you might not see that from my writings, but um, I'm trying to spend a little bit more time with my family. I just, you know, how much could a person do already? I, I've, I haven't been traveling in to D.C. as much, and, you know, I'm just trying to see one or two issues I could really make a difference on. But no, nobody wants to listen. But anyway, you know, one of the things that is going on is 
the Senate subcommittees, Senate Armed Services sub- subcommittees are beginning to mark up the annual NDAA, FY 2018, right? The annual defense authorization bill. Now, this bill is really the time where conservatives in Congress could say, we are going to right the ship on all of our screwed up military priorities. So both from the engagements, you know, in terms of the farm, the military interventions we have, in terms of the culture of the um, military, the social engineering, the shoving women in combat in direct um, infantry, not just combat, but infantry units, ground infantry, uh, uh, ground combat, um, you know, nothing, the people that, the few people that do follow this issue have told me nothing has changed under Mattis and in the Pentagon, nothing. The religious liberty problems for Christians in the military, the Islamization of the military, the homosexual agenda that's being promoted in the military. No, I don't hear any of this. There are so many opportunities to have riders in these bills striking out against this and nothing, absolutely nothing. If anything, we're actually going to have to play defense and have to prevent our own party, and it's not my party, but I'm saying that facetiously, our own party, uh, sticking in worse provisions like amnesty for illegals, the remember the Enlist Act to try to use the military's of visa mill. That's something we'll, we'll likely talk about in the coming days. Where are the conservative organizations, the conservative media calling the plays? Sadly, they don't even know there's an NDAA up. That here's an opportunity to force the hand of the administration, to embarrass the administration for not fulfilling promises, for not changing the culture in the military, the low morale. Nothing. Nothing. No, no one wants to talk about substance. Nobody wants to talk about substance anymore. I just don't get it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where our people are. This is kind of a lonely business. In some respects, I could relate to liberals more than so-called conservatives. At least they fight for their stuff. And they're consistent. Now, I don't mean they're consistent, you know, intellectually honest. <laughs> in an intellectually honest way, I mean they're consistent in that they'll do whatever it takes to fight for their cause. Our side will do whatever it takes to fight for the other side's cause. But that's what it, it all boils down to that. You have to stand affirmatively for something. There's so many things we can and should be doing, and we're going to continue pointing that out. But right now, we're outnumbered. The best we can do is try to get our message out. If you guys could, could support us, our sponsors, one of them, by the way, is Freedom Fest. That's coming up very soon. The annual trade show for, li- for liberty in Vegas. Um, You know... This is a uh, gosh. Oh my gosh. We're we're we are exactly a month away. I just realized that July 19th to the 22nd at the Paris Las Vegas Resort in, in Vegas. The theme this year will be exploring new frontiers. <laughs> and that's what we need. We need new innovative ideas to bolster and reaffirm timeless principles rather than throwing our timeless principles overboard for new revolutionary ideas just because we're stuck on stupid with failed tactics um you know and and we blame it on the ideas instead of the tactics and the party so anyway register today using promo code crtv100 crtv100 get a hundred dollars off your 
regular registration rate, go to freedomfest.com, freedomfest.com, 855-850-3733. I hope to see you guys there. I can't promise yet just because we're going on our own family vacation. But uh, my understanding is we'll have some members of Congress there, Mike Lee, um, Tom Massey, Andy Biggs, uh, just to name a few. I think there's a couple others, but... Just a good time to get together again. I mean, this is a hardcore libertarian crowd. As you know, I'm a, I'm a traditional conservative. I'm not a libertarian, but there's a lot of good overlap, especially at this seminar, um, you know, especially on economic uh, liberty issues, Obamacare, healthcare, and 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 this is where we're going to have to get together and have, um, you know, maybe we could do it here. But I was hoping at some point I'm working with a couple guys to hold a summit on healthcare. You know, I have my piece out there on the need to evacuate. We're not repealing it. The question is, are we going to have a, a garbage bill that affirms Obamacare under the mantle of repealing it? And it's so unpopular and it basically we own all of the unpopularity of Obamacare or do we just do nothing and maybe come back another day? And sadly, amidst the choice of bad, you know, between two bad options, the latter is the better idea. But I think what we need to be doing is working on how do we bypass Congress in the states and just skip over insurance altogether Insurance in America is now destroyed. What could we do on the supply side of health care to fix health care and kind of make insurance moot? And that's another theme we're going to be building on in the coming days. But go, you know, make sure you guys attend if you can. It's I know it's very hot this time of year, but great accommodations. A Freedom Fest um, is certainly an event you don't want to miss. And to boot, you'll be supporting CR. Anyway, we are just about out of time. Lots going on this week. We're just setting the table. We're going to come back. Obviously, we have tomorrow night the big Georgia 6 election. We'll be commenting on that either Wednesday, Thursday. Thank you all for listening. God bless. Remember, we need leadership. We need to stand for something. Take care. See you next time.